What's going on, my friends? And welcome back to another H&K video game experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's going on, Clearfire? What's going on, man? Not much, my friend. I'm here with uh, Coach RX as well. What's up, Coach? Welcome back. Appreciate it. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. When's the last podcast you've been on? What was it? Do you remember? No, golf. It was the golf one. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. It was the golf one. Wow, that's a while ago. Yeah, yeah a couple dude. of months. Yeah, man. Well, welcome back. Glad to have you back, dude. What you been up to? Uh, not too much. Just got off work yesterday, and uh, I played through uh, Modern Warfare again today. <laughs> I, I actually just finished it about an hour ago. Uh, you, I saw you jump on there. Oh, man. And finish I, I, it. I actually shot Zakaev in the head at the end this time. <laughs> that, the, the, the last time I bit beat it i missed him game lock up didn't expect that no it just the game just ends without you shooting. oh riff you miss him oh wow i didn't know that i never i don't miss so the the first time i played it was on the pc and i'm i'm actually pretty good at shooters is it a mouse control pc with the keyboard and mouse yeah but uh on console i suck wow man (laughs) I just so so I missed him the first time I beat it. Yeah, that we uh the Wii has the little you know m- motion you can point the little crosshair like the mouse I guess. I never played it on the Wii. If it, it's one of them on there, a, f- a handful of them on there, I think uh pretty sure it was Modern Warfare. I don't know. Whatever. They had they had Call of Duty on the Wii and you could point the the thing like a mouse. Well, going from going from PC to uh, consoles is a huge change because on PC you get used to not having the aim assist. Consoles they built in that aim assist. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So that so that, that that's gonna make it that's gonna make it change for you because you're used to having to aim and like really aim. We're playing it on PC, and then you go to console. If you just get close, they you know basically they'll pull the trigger for you. Basically, will you know hit the yeah. for you. So I like that. That aim, that aim assist that aim assist makes a huge difference. Uh, people that were playing uh, the most recent one for me for the Switch over was Destiny Two when people went from console to pc they're like oh my gosh this is so much you know it's so much more of a challenge well yeah because you don't have the aim assist you don't have the ai helping you shoot your character shoot the enemy so <laughs> snap to grid <laughs> well what you been up to clear it's only been two days since we last did a podcast i know uh not too much really i mean i played <laughs> i played a little bit of destiny again uh trying to get that uh majestic armor set there in uh in the uh uh, solstice of heroes trying to get me some moments of triumph done so okay well today's episode we're going to talk about uh call of duty the remastered version that came out uh on playstation 4 after all the hate for the uh infinite infinity warfare what was it infinite warfare uh that we'll talk about for just a minute and then we're going to d- dive yeah, into warfare. yeah then we'll dive into the uh the new uh, modern warfare, some of the uh, things that we that we know about it that comes out on October twenty fifth. So that's what's on the agenda here, man. That's what we're gonna do. Clear what you got in the news, man. So first off, we're gonna start with a little anthem news. I know we hadn't talked about anthem in a while. Uh, pretty much is a basically a dead game at this point. But the uh, one of the lead producers uh, just left uh, Bioware. 
for Anthem. So that basically basically almost gives it a net death kneel at that point. So look for Anthem basically to fall off the map. Uh, definitely was not the game that we were promised. So yeah, that's just one of those big kind of just, it, it's a sad point just because it had so much promise. Controls were great on the game. I mean, I enjoyed playing it, but the problem was is if you really like loot, it was more of a loot drought than even Destiny was, because I know a lot of people complained at the beginning of Destiny 1, you know, it's just hard to get loot, you know, hard to get loot. It, you do a lot for just a little bit, you know, there were so many memes on Facebook about it. Well, I feel like that Anthem was even worse than that, and it was just, it, and there was no dynamic loot. There wasn't anything that made you want to play to try to get it, because if you got a level 1 gun, a level 1 auto rifle, it was, I mean, to me, it was comparable to some of the higher level auto rifles. I know oh, people man. want to play with it, so it's just one of those things where it just, it just didn't have any feel to it. It didn't have any big changes to it to make you want to go and play the game to get the loot so that was just it's just a sad thing to see happen to a game that had so much potential why do we think this game had potential all they promised and i was i'm with you man i wanted it to be good but if you really th- i'm just thinking here out loud or you know thinking just on the spot here out loud um all it really promised was an open world shooter with loot and you can fly I mean, that's essentially mm-hmm. all it was, which Very is just true. a destiny that you fly around. If you break out all the smoke and mirrors, oh, we're going to have it good. It's going to be fun. You know, it's kind of just this. Okay, well, I guess they said it's going to be fun. So, um, and are you remember we did a podcast about it, and you, we really kind of broke down. Do you think it's a bridge too far uh, for any game to do an open world shooter and? just have maintain enough content for these people. You know, is, is it an MMO? Is it, it's just one of those things that I don't think the game industry has really hashed out yet. Um, I don't know, uh, coach, you know anything about these open world shooters? Are you keeping up with this at all? No, I, I never, never got into that one. Um, uh, Destiny I or played, Anthem? Uh, no, uh, I, I played, uh, that, what's that Tom Clancy game? Um, yeah. Oh, the division. Yeah. yeah the division. And, and it's, it's kind of like that. It's it's yeah, very one. very loot driven, loot oriented, and um, the the most recent uh, um, crap. I can't think of it. I'm on on the spot, but it was uh, it's about to have a sequel coming out in the next couple of months. That's uh, you talking about Wildlands? Wildlands, yes. <laughs> and I, I I played the absolute crap out of that game. Like I found every. I, I yeah. pretty much Googled every attachment for every gun I wanted, went and found it. And um, the sequel that's coming out is supposed to be more, uh, it's more uh, linear, I guess, for lack of a better word. Really? I but, figured that but, the open world would be the most impressive thing about that game. Yeah, I, I think it was. it's going to be uh, more more party driven. Um, where, where Wildlands, you know, if you weren't, if you weren't playing with your friends, it was all an AI party. Yeah, and it was was pretty bad, and I, I think that was the main thing they're they're shooting to improve on. But this new one. Well, let me ask you about uh, Division real quick. Destiny and I didn't play, never played Anthem, but uh, I played the beta. But um, Destiny or just Division? Does it have where you repeat several of the the same missions, the same stages. It's just all loot is what kind of keeps it interesting, or is it new areas, new missions? You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's new. 
it's new stuff. It has like the the traditional, you know, the map that shows you everywhere you have to go. Yeah. And just new stuff opens up and you can just play right through all the story missions and finish the campaign or whatever. Yeah. But you you also have these little side missions. Huh. And um, it's... Uh, well... And also, too, in the division, you have the dark zone. Once you get past uh, the, once you get yeah. past doing the story, the story and everything, you have the dark zone, dark zone, which is kind of their quasi raid area. Yeah, so. yeah, in game, which yeah. that that seems yeah. to be what everything is these days. Is <laughs> you, everybody wants to know the fastest way to get to the end game, yeah. so you can so you can start playing the game. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, and and so we bring up we we bring up three games. We bring up Destiny, uh, we bring up uh, Anthem, Anthem and, De- and we Division. bring up uh, and, and and Division. Well, Destiny, of course, was the first out of all three of those games. And when Division came in, it was called the Destiny Killer. It said it was going to kill Destiny based on how great it was, how great it was going to be. You know, so it built up this huge air of hype and it just it, it just went it, it deflated i played the beta in it i played it for for, for first few months it was out and it just it didn't live up to the hype and it kind of did the same thing with anthem and i think that's what hurt anthem is is the comparisons back to destiny i know that y'all rag on destiny i know a lot of the listeners out there y'all are like oh my gosh clear is talking about destiny again but <laughs> i hate to point this out to all y'all destiny still is is in the top 10 games on twitch it's still that popular it's still that much played so that tells you something about the game. There's something there that keeps on drawing people back to it. Um, I'm not saying that it's a great game. But I'm not saying it's a bad game either, but there's something there that keeps on bringing people back to it. When you've got people like Bife and things like that that go out there and spend hours upon hours growing the lore of the game, there's there's so much more to the game than just the game itself. Um, I'm not a, I'm not saying I'm an advocate or anything, but I think that that type of thing there is what hurt Anthem is there was so much hype behind it being called a destiny killer and then you never had anybody really get behind the lore of the game and start pushing that out to people like Bife did for for that side you didn't have anybody like Rick Kakis out there that was just talking about Anthem constantly and all the time you didn't have uh, a Datto out there pushing this stuff you know so it, it just didn't have that and I think that a lot of times when a game doesn't get picked up a lot by these bigger name Twitch streamers it's going to fall down and it's going to start to fall apart. Um, and then also, too, of course, the issues with the game itself, too, created those issues as well and made it fall apart. But I think that for anything that has to, has so much hype behind it, especially being called a, a something killer, it, it just, you know, if it doesn't live up to that from day one, it just pretty much is, you know, it, it pretty much just kills the game. Yeah, that's a good point. The Twitch, the Twitch streamers, they were only going to... Tw- stream what's being watched so you know you can only watch if every you know we did the comparison on anthem i think i asked you uh maybe five podcasts ago about um you think anthem's dead because it was on like 13 streams or something um you know so that means the content was just i mean just so boring they've seen it before you know and that's a great point about destiny Mm -hmm. um that's still on the top and the way that you guys are talking about it some of the stuff i've seen you post on facebook and all this makes me very interested in seeing where it's gone because you got to keep in mind i only play destiny 2 vanilla and that's when i was done Mm -hmm. so um after that i have no idea what happened in destiny i'll tell you something i read uh um recently that really opened my eyes what got me about the division 
And uh, a lot of these new RPG shooter type games is all the enemies are bullet sponges. Yeah. You, you can't just... Yes. You can't, oh my gosh, you, you can't, yes. You can't just shoot somebody three times in the chest and kill them. You, it takes a whole clip. No. And that, that bothers people, but nobody has a problem with hitting a spider 25 times with an axe <laughs> to kill it. You know? It's just... <laughs> That's a beautiful point right there. Such it, a beautiful point. It, it's something about our relationship with the fatality of guns that doesn't translate well to an <laughs> RPG. Point. I mean, when you're shooting another person, you they should go down like you go down. Yeah. And if they're a bullet sponge, it just doesn't make sense. I compl- I mean, that's that's such a beautiful point. I'm glad you brought that up. You can't level up a, a nine millimeter round. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah, <you> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, it's just expected that you have to. That's an interesting point. I'm trying to just kind of figure out why that is, you know. You know, wonder if it goes back to our old school Nintendo days where, you know, on Contra, you finally come to the boss, you got to unload a bunch of bullets into him. But no boss was ever just a regular guy mm-hmm. that you had to unload, you know. But it's uh, it's always a big giant alien or something. I don't know. I have no idea. That's very, that's a, I love that uh, sociological or psychological analysis that just doesn't translate over for some reason. It's just you, you feel like you should be able to to kill a, a humanoid as easy as they can kill you. <laughs> yeah, but, but if exactly. It, but if, it's some, if they can put you down in two or three shots, you should be able to do the same. It's just. <laughs> but that's that's just the the nature of games. There there has to be a, a a difficulty curve. You can't just go around. But that, then again, I I was going to say about Call of Duty, the replayability. I'm not a replayer of games. Like, if there's character development, loot, after I'm done, Talent I'm trees. really just done. Yeah. But but Call of Duty, you know, the first mission, you're a SAS guy with a an MP5 killing people with one shot to the head. Yeah, that you know? is sick. And, and at the end of the game, you're no more powerful than you were at the beginning. So it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it puts a lot more, more emphasis on the story and the the actual skill as opposed to just out leveling everything and, and powering through it. Well, hold that thought clear. You got one more thing and we can jump yeah. into call of duty. Yeah, no, no, I got, I got to hold that thought too. I got to hold that thought too about call of duty. Cause he, he brings up a great point that I want to talk. I want to bring up in call of duty too. But, uh, the other thing I have to point out is, is you know, talk about Anthem. So I'm going to bring up a little bit of destiny I posted this on the Facebook page. And I just want to get people's thoughts on this. Cause I really think that this is showing what Bungie is wanting to do now that Activision's out of the way. So they posted in one of their updates that, of course, when their new DLC drops in October, it's going to drop October 1st, it's going to be Shadow Keep, that they're going to raise every single weapon in the in the game to base light level of 750, which is the top max light level that you can get right now. And this includes all the guns that are in your inventory that you have on you, everything. Every gun's going to be at 750. So that And armor, everything. They're just going to bring it all up to 750. That's something that I've never heard another game try to do to try to say, okay, we want to make a level playing field to basically kind of start clean but still be in the same game. Most of the times when they start clean, they're like, okay, we'll just start a new game. So... You know, how, what do y'all think about that? I mean, is that is that something that's unprecedented? Is that something that is a, a ploy to get people to come back and play? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, y- if you hear that, okay, all my guns that I've collected over the past year and a half, is that the highest light level you can get? Max level, and th- 
they're going to be the highest light level that you can get. Not not at not at that point. Like at the the, the next highest light level will be a thousand. Like literally, okay. they're pushing it up. Like they're going crazy. But it'll be at seven fifty. Basically, the highest light level that you can start playing shadow keep at so you wouldn't have to start shadow keep at like a 600 light level you would start at the 750 with everybody else and basically be a flat line across there and that includes all your old guns too i don't re- i don't remember them ever doing that with all your old guns bringing them all up to that light level i mean that's uh, what do y'all think about that well since you're gonna have another go ahead coach i, I was just gonna say that's that's kind of what everquest did to try to bring people back is you can start the game at like level 90 now, if not higher than that. It's, it's just people, people don't want to go through that, that process anymore. So you give them a chance to play with all their friends that are already playing. Um, well, that's what you, it, it reminded me of what you said earlier when you said everybody just wants to, to just kind of pedal to the metal to end game. Right. And that's all they care about. And I think I thought about this, you know, way back in the day, even when we were playing EverQuest together, which when I played EverQuest, I was like this because I didn't know anything about MMOs. That was the first one. I didn't know everybody was trying to get to to uh, end game. And, you know, I was enjoying, well, I'm level 40. You know, I'm walking around. I'm level 40. Everybody's looking at me that's not level 40 and wishes they were level 40, you know. And uh, I thought that, you know, you learn new abilities and you bring stuff along to the game, bring it into the world. And it was a good deal. And um, until Trip told me one time, well, the bottom line on these games is you're, you're either level 60 or you're not, which was the max level at the time. And that's essentially how it is on World of Warcraft, how it is on EverQuest, how it is, it sounds like, on Destiny now. And I wish that these games could do something to, you know, alleviate that. I mean, why don't you just start the game? At it, it, you know, if everybody's just trying to, to get there as fast as they can, then just don't even have it. You know, which I don't like. I love the levels. I mean, World of Warcraft Classics coming out, which hopefully we'll do a podcast soon. But um, I'm looking forward to the slow grind. I'm looking forward to having to fish and level up my my stuff there. And if you take a game like Destiny, that would just just say it's a massive game. If you just get in, you got to start from bare bones and work your way up well that's part of the game well now then you bring up the other aspect well my friends are already that high level i need to jump in with them maybe like world of warcraft did to where you can get one character you know you pick a character we'll get them to level 90 the rest you got to grind out and uh but it just bump everything up um and you know that seems like a common practice so it must work and uh i think i think monster hunter world did a good job of like all the low-level characters get together to kill, like, the great Jargus. Yeah. And and then, you know, you just... Oh, you, yes. You, you gradually got bigger and bigger bosses, but it seems like, as a general rule, the, the designers devote all of their effort to the end game, yeah. and everything else is just like a, a slog to get there. Yeah, I mean, it almost would be like, look, make it very difficult to get to the end game. And then when you get to the end game, you have, you know, twice as much game as it took to get there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's got to be some formula. You know, this end game, you know, th- this is what, and I was going to save this for World of Warcraft, but it was just, you know, for, say, Classic, I was a paladin. And uh, this is what turned me off with at the end game. I would stay up and join a find you know take an hour to find a group even if you have your own group that's fine to do a raid get the perfect pieces have some raid leader lead you through it um 
And so there's a group of 40. So there's five other paladins. We go kill and look on the route. I'm, I'm running through this thing that takes four hours to complete with my entire guild staying up till wee hours of the morning. You go through everything to, to get to the final boss that sh- that's going to drop something you need for your end to progress an end game. Some of this tier whatever gear, tier six gear. You got to hope he drops it, which will be a two percent chance, and then you got to hope you win the roll against these other five paladins. Which, if it was a hundred percent chance, you still only have a twenty percent chance. So you do the math: a two percent chance to drop, and then a twenty percent chance to win the roll is less than two percent chance that you're going to get that item. But you just dedicated six hours of your time for mm-hmm. a less than two percent chance to to make any progress. It it killed it for me, you know. So the end game. You know, I don't know how to do it. I love in-game content. Don't get me wrong, but that turned me off of Warcraft. But it's uh, every game sounds just like that. <laughs> I know. So, so y'all bring up y'all bring up two good things. Um, one, Coach, I love that you brought up Monster Hunter World. You got a great it's it's a great point there. And then two, Hollywood with yours uh, talking about the in-game and doing the raids. What I think that what did what made made Monster Hunter World so great um, is the fact that one. You're only going to be in a four-person team at all times. And two, you go to a board and somebody has posted up for help and you just jump in with them and can play with them at any time, play with any person and just jump right in. And to go kill the biggest monster, you've only got 30 minutes anyway. So it's not like you have to devote hours and hours and hours on this now granted to get all of the different drops because there are rare drops from these monsters that you get that you, that you can get but it's not like you have to devote a ton of time if you want to take your slow pace at it you can go kill a monster and then go to bed i mean it literally i mean most monsters if you play it right and you play it with a good team most monsters can be killed in under 20 minutes so that's just that's just my point. This one's point there because like with their end game there, you're playing like the AT versions of things and you're playing all of that. And even still in those, it doesn't take forever to kill once you learn the mechanics of the Well, monster. I would argue end game and Monster Hunter is just trying to set record times. It's not a, uh, you know, a comparable to end games and MMOs. And uh, it's a weird. Very true. It's a weird thing. It's a balance. Like I just said, the 2% drop rate. Well, I mean, you can't make it a 70% drop rate because then everybody would have it. The, the, the item would not be very valuable. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, that's the interesting thing about Destiny, man. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. When it becomes free to play, I'm probably going to turn it back on because I want to check it out. I want to see what you, Edgy was saying, you know, a year ago whenever she was on here about all the guns have changed and what you say about it, clear. Um and, you know, it doesn't hurt anything to jump in there. The reason I was hating on Destiny so much, and I won't get into it, but it was more for the the business model aspect I didn't approve of, and I just didn't want to support that. Now we kind of realize what's happening. I think it's taken its toll. They realize it didn't work. Now it's a whole different uh, issue. We saved gaming from that. That's why we keep gaming pure here at H&K. So anything else, dude, or what? No, that's really about it on news. It's been it hadn't been a super crazy busy news season. So, isn't Monster Hunter releasing a, a new expansion soon? Uh, that- yes, September. I can't remember the date. I think it's later in September. It's uh, Iceborne. Oh, yeah, some kind so of. So it's supposed thing. to have some really awesome monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be about four. I think forty dollars is the cost of it, and it's going to be almost the same size of the original game. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll so it's going to be quite quite a large DLC. It's a snow, so it's going to have a white. 
great jaggerus, a white. Uh, <laughs> it's just everything's white. It's risky, and I'm I'm completely kidding. It's got all new. It's got new monsters and everything. It's going to be cool. Oh no, it's got yeah. Uh, Tigrix is one of the biggest ones that everybody's pumped up about because he's from one of the older monster hunters, and so everybody's pumped about that. And there's some other just amazing monsters that are coming back. Um, I didn't play the other earlier games, but when I was talking to Max and, of course, Grifted and all the other guys that I play Monster Hunter World with, they're just all super hyped about it, you know. Yeah. Just have to have to relearn how to play it again. That That's one oh, thing. Oh, gosh, yes, I know. One, one thing about, about playing that Modern Warfare again today, that is the basic shooter control scheme, you know. Yeah. It's like like the right trigger is your gun, <laughs> right bumper is your grenade the left bumper is your smoke grenade and the l trigger is your zoom in the sight and uh when you get away from that it just makes games unnecessarily difficult yeah all because of golden eye nintendo 64 yeah yeah Yeah. there's no no reason to, to fix what ain't broke um well cool all right well let's get started man let's talk about some of this call of duty Two thousand seven, this game came out. But keep in mind, so call it. So let's go do a little. Let's do a little history of just based off of memory here. Everybody remembers Call of Duty, the World War Two series, and I think well, obviously they had three come out. It was a computer game, you know, it's on uh, PlayStation Two. And to this point, it's funny. We we're talking about bullet sponges. All of your heroes were taking massive damage before they died because I remember even Bullet was telling me. Uh, so Brandon. So I don't confuse everybody with all the bullet talk. Um, you <laughs> you could te- he was like, man, that Call of Duty serious. I mean, they had we had Medal of Honor, right? The series EA came out with the World War II series, but um, you could only take one or two shots in Call of Duty, and you were dying. That was the thing, man. It doesn't play, man. It's like real war. You know, two shots, you're dead. And you know, uh, Golden Eye took you could have body armor, and you could take you know fifty shots before you died. Um, st- that's kind of the first shooter for a lot of console. Uh, players so this was the first atten- this is the first uh kind of game where man this is kind of you know a little bit more realistic in terms of you can't just go run out there blazing going crazy well it was a popular series again they had a medal of honor series as well ea did so they're kind of competing well modern warfare it's call of duty 4 and it was called modern warfare because it was the very first time that they released uh infinity ward released a um modern shooter so we're going to have modern times but the call of duty engine and it was a big deal and so 2007 man 12 years ago it's unbelievable think about that 2007 if say today was 2007 when it when uh say today was 2007 if the, a game released 12 years before that would be what do the math in your head real quick 1995 yeah so that's the playstation game wow <laughs> yeah dude yeah, that old was the day PlayStation year PlayStation One came out in <laughs> '95, I believe. But anyway, man, it just us uh, crazy. Um, so 2007, so it comes out, everybody's pumped about it, and dude, it crushed it. It is still one of the greatest shooters to this time uh, of its day, and not even of its day of of this day. And then they kind of they kept every year, so it was it bounced between uh, Treyarch and Infinity Ward. 
uh, Treyarch, Infinity War. So they got the Black Ops series and all that. So it kept kind of started to get more and more futuristic, right? And then we got Infinity War. That so came. let me let me ask you a question before you go before you go further on that. Why did it bounce back and forth between the two? That that's something I never understood. Why did it go back and forth between 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 the two? Yeah, I don't know how it started. Um, that is a very good question about how. I, I, I'll tell you my theory. Okay. The the games are so broad in scope that I think they kind of had a mutual understanding that the other one was going to be working on the next one because you could they couldn't release one every single year. Yeah, you know. So I, I think that one of them was working on the next one while you know what I'm saying. Yep. It would allow them to release one every year, which probably made EA happy. That's Activision. Just, well, I mean, I mean, Activision, right? Yeah. I mean that makes I mean that makes sense, especially with Activision how pushy they are about getting deadlines out. See, that's a so, rumor. I mean, the only, that's a rumor uh, because it, of Destiny. It's definitely a rumor. Well, all, all publishing oh, well, companies yeah. are pushy, but we. I just want to make yeah, you're right about them being pushy, but remember we had this big hate. Everybody that had loved Destiny had this big hate for Activision. We did that. Go go go! Listen to the truth about Bungie. Oh, yeah. You'll find out the truth about Bungie. So sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you, man. Go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, you know, I was just just pointing out, you know, with with publishers having, you know, some, some sometimes some serious deadlines, because usually they put hard deadlines in and not soft deadlines, and so that that makes I mean it makes sense. I was just always wondered that because it was always going back between uh, Infinity Ward and what was the other one? Uh, yeah, Treyarch. So it's always going back and forth between the two of them, and I'm like, why does it switch back and forth? Why wouldn't it just stay with one uh, studio and just go in there? But Activision is greedy, man. They're a business. They're a company. So that's the, they're going to, hey, Very we can true. release two for the, you know, just jump back and forth between these developers. They only get two years to work on it. But um, there's some subtle differences between these. And one, uh, and one not so subtle difference that I really enjoy is uh, – I mean, it's unbelievable. So, uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare One is uh, Infinity Ward, and then you got Treyarch that did uh, World War Two, and then uh, it was World at War. That's the World War Two one. They uh, they did that one, and then it went back to uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, which was really good. But one of the not so subtle differences is if you play one on, um, what is the difficulty like the legendary difficulty or whatever? What is it called? Veteran, yeah, is it veteran? Is the master the veteran? Is hardened veteran? Is it veteran? It's the hardest one. I can't remember, but the hardest difficulty. Um, I enjoy playing the Infinity Ward ones on the hardest difficulty, but not the Treyarch ones, dude. It is a massive difference. And it's not just the difficulty; it's because of uh, the enemies don't respawn in Infinity Ward's game. In uh, act in um, Treyarch's game, you have to keep moving forward to get them to stop respawning. You know what I'm talking about, Coach? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like Dark Souls. It's a different. It's not. It's not fun. I, I, it's you feel some accomplishment when you sneak around and pop some dude in the head on top of a building in Infinity Ward. You're like, well, now I don't have to worry about that guy anymore. You know, it's just more mm-hmm. fun, more realistic. It's more fun. And that that's exactly what happened in uh, in Dark Souls. In Dark Souls One, all the enemies would respawn every time you died, <sighs> and then in Dark Souls Two, if you could go from one bonfire to the next, if you made it there, the enemies would stop respawning, and it just well, see, it take, takes a lot of the the frustration out of the game, but it definitely makes it easier. If you die on Infinity Wars, they'll respawn, but if you uh, 
if you just sit there in a corner, you're camped down and popping them as they come out, they'll never stop coming out on Treyarch's game. You have to move forward and basically trigger some. Ah, uh, I, I got what you're you saying. You know what I'm now. saying? But the one on mm-hmm. Infinity Ward, you kill somebody, then you've, hey, now I don't have 15 dudes, I only got 14 to worry about. And it's just more, it really just adds awesome. to that immersion, you know. And um, the, the only time that is good, though, it's like in an RPG when you're trying to level up. You know, if you're actually getting experience <laughs> yeah. for killing all this level stuff, up my gun. It, it, it'd be a good grinding spot. But um, they don't do it then. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, the world at war, uh, and I know we're here about the modern warfare, but the world at war, real quick. That game was so difficult on veteran. It was like stab your f- face with the uh, a pencil, dude. I mean, it was like unbelievable difficult. Uh, if you couldn't, you couldn't pop your head out and you'd get sniped or shot one shot dead and you couldn't camp or hide because then you would literally get about five grenade indicators right on i'm not i'm not even being uh sarcastic either and uh the only person that i've ever known to finish that game on veteran was revelation he went and did it just because it was so difficult i mean it's it's maddening it's unbelievably hard to to do they toned it down on the other ones but um that was Treyarch's doing. But Sledgehammer did the World War II. That's the newest World War II, one, which is a phenomenal Call of Duty. They are still adding stuff to it once a month. I mean, at least one. I mean, they're just adding stuff to it, new content to it. So now we're talking about there's a third developer on this on, on the Modern Warfare series? Uh, yeah, the Sledgehammer. But I don't know if they're going to do... Okay. That latest World War II had the best multiplayer. Yeah, uh, it was phenomenal. Any yeah. of them that so far... So anyway, as we progressed in the, in the series, the, uh, right before the World War II, they came out with one called Infinite Warfare. And we had constantly started getting more and more futuristic until it just got to be not even recognizable as a Call of Duty. People running on walls, just doing a 90-degree angle in midair because they have some booster packs and stuff like this. It just jet got pack. Yeah, some jet packs. I mean, it's got to be stupid. And then they released... Uh, Infinite Warfare in it uh, in 2016, and it got so much hate on YouTube. I mean, it got millions and millions. It's the most downvoted video, the, the release trailer for it of all time. Well, um, of course, Activision has to please their chairman, you know, their board of directors, their um, stockholders is really who they're trying to get, please. And so they release Call of Duty Modern Warfare with... Infinity, uh, Infinite Warfare, Modern Warfare Remastered. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted everybody. Oh, see, it did good. No, everybody just wanted this Modern Warfare Remastered because you had to, you had to have the Infinity, Infinite War, Infinity. I can't even say <laughs> Infinite Warfare disc to play. Warfare. Yeah, the Modern Warfare game, <laughs> and then they released oh, wow. it separate. Finally, you know, which you knew they were going to do eventually. Yeah, I downloaded it. It wouldn't let me download it without the. Uh, <laughs> you ain't just gonna buy that one. Then you're gonna prove to our stockholders that nobody cared about this. But at least, you know, I, I, they were just probably gonna release it as a separate game altogether. You know, and just in which they eventually did, like I said. But anyway, you go back and play it even now. And I remember downloading it and playing it uh, for the first time when it was free. It was free on a uh, PS4 if you were a uh, PS Plus member. And is that game great? It was still so great, uh, so fun to play. 
I mean, the mission, the story mode is epic. And even the online's fun. It's it simplistic so as fun. Yeah, it's just so. And I guess that's why. I mean, why do you think it? Uh, why do you think it's so good? I just think it's just it's relevant. Like at the time it came out, and even today, I had forgotten about uh, when that a nuclear bomb goes off. Like what during what during your mission? Yeah, and and you die. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's just like you ka, and then you just go back to playing the. The British guy, you know. Yeah, you're several and, different characters. And, and at the at the end of the game, they've actually launched missiles at the East Coast, and you're like trying to get in there and deactivate them. I mean, it's it's almost like it's as scary scary as the Cold War was. I know we were really too young to appreciate it, but <laughs> it's almost like we're right back there again. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's definitely a um, relevant game, and I guess that's just you know even just turning it on to play for this review, and you know you got uh, uh, what's his name Frost. What's the uh, main character's name? That not not the one you play, but the one that's coming back. Price. Price. Yeah. Ca- Price. Captain Price. Captain Price. You know and he's got that those chops that come all the way down uh, from your nose and, and reach yeah. around. You can actually have that in the British military, by the way, that's you, uh, you can only have a stash in the American U S military, but in the British, you can have a stash or that, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I would rather have that <laughs> in the Canadian military. You can have a beard, a full beard. Um, and then they're about to make it where you can have gauges in your ear. So the only, it's just going to be a, uh, it's just a, a, a hippie military. You know, <laughs> but uh, they, they're loving it, man. Um, but I work with a lot of Canadians. So, but um, that just seeing him talk with a cigar, I mean, dude, you feel like, dude, I'm not SA, uh, SAS, you know, operative coming in and then I'm a recon Marine and uh, it just bounces back and forth. And I remember when I first played, uh, Call of Duty, and it's the second mission, or the uh, it's the one that says Charlie, don't surf, something like that. And uh, you're walking, you got to go to the TV station. So you're going as a Marine, you're walking th- with your with your uh, you know unit MEU, and um, pulling up, you know, with your guns and just making sure you're like covering corners and stuff. People would jump up over the top of, or just pop up over the on top of buildings to start taking fire at you. And I remember walking through there. You know, as nervous as you can be playing a video game, I guess, and go, oh, where are they going to come out? Where are they going to come out? And then I started thinking, like, dude, people do this, like, in real life. They're running mm-hmm. through here hoping they don't get killed, right? Um, and that's when it kind of hit home for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, you know? And I guess just being modern and feeling like you, like it's relative, like you can relate to it. And I can't relate to somebody in space, you know, shooting with booster packs and these crazy kill streaks and little contraptions that, you know, turn into a spider and run off and blow up at some, you know, this kind of stuff. It's just a, and that's just a sci-fi game. Well, at the same time, we also can't relate to world war two in the trenches, you know, well, it's like this, this is the stuff, you know, I, I can relate to shooting an AR. I can't relate to sh- shooting a, a M1 carbine. I might do it for fun, but not fighting <laughs> for my life, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you can relate because, it's another human being in there and, and it happened. And this is, you know, you, you understand that the type of weapons and it's, it's just not something fantastical. It's not something sci- science fiction. Yeah, uh, and I guess I, that's where I lose touch is at least me for me. That's where I lose touch with the game. That's why I never got into halo really. Yeah. And that's essentially what infinite warfare became. <laughs> 
you bring oh yeah gosh yeah that so i was going to ask you this i was going to ask a question but you bring up a point that i didn't like halo because of how unrealistic it was you know just you jumping around with crazy light swords and just everything i mean if i want a lightsaber i'm gonna play a star wars game you know and so like halo has that unrealistic feel to it because of uh, everything that's going on now granted i play destiny and it very much is unrealistic but it's to me it's completely different but like with call of duty every time i think of call of duty i don't think of the missions like what y'all are talking about all I think about is the multiplayer. <laughs> I was just going to ask you I about really it. Have, all I've really been, that's all I really know because that's all I really heard. Um, my brother played Call of Duty a lot. And that's all they ever talked about was like, oh, we got these 10 kill streaks, these 15 kill streaks, and we got these cool packages because of these kill streaks and everything. I'm like, so so to me, what's the draw for Call of Duty for y'all? Is it the multiplayer or is it the missions? Is it the story? I mean, I, I'm me as a person that I don't like Call of Duty. I tried playing it. I never could get into it. I do like the you realism. You did play it with us I, a few I, times. I, I remember. Great. I, I, did, I did. I tried and it just couldn't get into it. I mean, it just really couldn't. I had a hard time getting into it. Now, granted, I played SOCOM 1 and 2 and I love those games, you know, and I played mainly just the multiplayer on those. You know, the missions on those were terrible, you know, and so it's just funny it, playing it t- Call of Duty with us and you were in there and uh, I remember I looked down at your score. I remember this, man, I believe it or not. It looked down at the score and you were like two and 18 or something ridiculous oh, and, um, or maybe even Oh and 18. And, but, you, but it you were just having horrible. so much fun anyway. <laughs> it's just fun. I mean, like he just cutting like, up yeah, anyway. Me, I mean, it doesn't matter. And me, I was like, you know what, if I'm not going to get kills, I'm going to try to do something stupid to kill somebody. So I mean, I'm throwing grenades uh, you know, all the way across the board just to try to see if I can get lucky with something. But I mean, I just never, I never could get into it. And, and I want to know from y'all since y'all played, you know, multiple versions of the Call of Duties, you know, just I mean, what really is the draw for you? Is it the multiplayer part or is it the missions and stories? I mean, it, to me, it sounds like the stories, but I want to hear hear exactly what you say. Yeah, I, I, I love the story because, man, you you've been in the military, you know, I've always been been fascinated by, it, you know, even in, in high school. I remember like uh, Brock Pope and Johnny Gunn. We're totally into it, and, and I just I kind of kind of piggybacked off of that. I had all these books. I'd go to army surplus stores and buy like government issue gear to go deer hunting in. You know, I just like the state soon, guard. As, as soon as I graduated from college, I bought a Beretta because yeah. I always wanted military one. issue. Then, then I bought a, an AR. You know, it's just it's something about that that. I never, I guess I'm not brave enough to actually throw myself into that. But at the same time, I appreciate it enough that I can enjoy it in a video game. Here's something profound. Every American out there has a fighting spirit in them. You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, I believe, I believe that. I really do. Um, and you can ask the most liberal or anti-war guy in the world. I remember, I remember to ask, ask him this in film school, but I would say something like, if there was a war in China and, you know, and, it, and it affected the U.S., would you go over there? No, no, no. And then you always say, if somebody, well, what if they invaded the U.S.? Would you pick up a gun and fight then? And they almost everybody would go, yep. You know, it's, uh, it's just inherent in our blood. I know a lot of people would defend their homeland, but. I've, I've always heard that's why mainland America has never been invaded because people know that we'll fight them. 
Well, yeah, we, there's, there's so many jokes that could go, but there's uh, you come to the south, you're going to get popped right off the bat. I mean, there's just too many guns in the south. Well, that's, uh, you know, Dre, whose wedding we were just at, he said his uh, uncle or somebody was a, you know, high ranking guy in the military. And, you know, there's a Russian. He was having lunch with this Russian. It was after the Cold War and everything. And uh, that was also a high ranking member in the Russian military and, and asked the Russian, you know, hey, why didn't you guys ever just come invade? I mean, you could have all, I mean, I'm sure he knows why they didn't come invade, but he just saying, have you ever all thought about that? You know, y'all had way more people. And the Russian said that, he said that, exactly what you said, clear. He said the South was armed. That's why we didn't do it, um, which all, all of the U.S. is armed. But, and then the Japanese said that, um, we're not going to invade the U.S. because there'd be a gun behind every blade of grass. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. so, so true. I, I, I but, loved hearing that statement from the from from the from World War II stuff. But anyway, back to uh, Call of Duty. Ironically, for me, uh, it's a mix because I, I love the I love the story too, and I love the multiplayer. But the funny thing is, I like Treyarch's multiplayer better than Activate or than uh, Infinity Ward. But I love Infinity Ward's story better than Treyarch's. Uh, so I can't, if I could just ever somehow mix them together, it'd be perfect. But, um, but anyway, dude, uh, the multiplayer getting back on there, it hooked me again. It's just a lot more simplistic. You can't really do a whole lot with the guns. I think you can add a silencer to them, um, or red dot. And I don't think you can have both. And, you know, there's, they got the, uh, you had the, uh, stopping power, uh, perk, which almost everybody had to use. Or ghost, you know, so you couldn't, you could either kind of be off the radar a little bit, or we're not going to go into every single perk, but everybody kind of knows that. But stopping power essentially went away after a while because everybody was either going to quit. It just kind of seemed unfair, I guess. But it hooked me. The one that they did away with, it was always my favorite, not being very good at multiplayer, was the one where you drop a grenade when you die. Martyrdom, yeah. That that, that was where I got most of my kills from. <laughs> and they started making that a death streak. You know, if you died enough, then you started getting these streaks. Yeah. Grenades are my best friends. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's just that the games now, if, if it's, it's like the, the, the people that are the best at it get rewarded with a kill streak that just kills everybody again. And with it, a, like, think about that. Uh, that is such a good point. Uh, nobody. This is the first game that I that I know of. I think that had kill streaks. And since we're talking about it multiplayer, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. you had was the UAV, and then you had a helicopter or a UAV, then an artillery, and then a helicopter come in. And so you're like, cool. But what? Think about a business strategy. If you sit there and go, hey, let's have a multiplayer game where it's competitive, and let's say the guy that's doing the best can get better, you know, and start killing people more and frustrating everybody else worse. You know, that's kind of a that's a pretty brave deal. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, you you'd have a little pause and going, well, nobody's going to want to play it if they're not at the peak level because they're just going to get destroyed. But that's not the case. It's uh, a very risky it, move. I mean, it, it's a risky move and it paid off for them. I mean, I mean, you could see for Call of Duty, it paid off. You know, for me, it's like, 
I like the multiplayer style of SOCOM. That's my very absolute favorite multiplayer style. You know, because you just got your guns, you just got people, you're just shooting to kill, and that's it. There's no kill streaks, there's no nothing. You only got an X amount of life. When you're dead, you're dead, and that's it. You know, I mean, that I loved that play style. That was my favorite multiplayer play style. And it's like, why did they go away from it? But you know, seeing with what they're doing with Call of Duty, they must be doing something right because one, they sell like crazy, and two. I mean, almost everybody I know plays it. Yeah, and it's talking about the martyrdom, and, you know, a lot of people complained. And you really kind of wonder, it doesn't bother me. It only bothers me when, man, I had a kill streak, and then he dropped a grenade after I killed him, and I died. Well, it's like you got to take that into account, right, uh, when you kill somebody. But that requires too much thinking. And it seems like some of these hardcore, and I don't know if I had a revelation on here, he could blast off on these guys that are so hardcore. It seems to change the game for everybody. Because they don't want to change their strategy. They want it to be just a fast twitch muscle game instead of a, more of a strategy game. You see what I'm saying? But, but think about this. If you just, I, I know this is like just so off the wall here, but if you're pulling the pin on a grenade and about to throw it and you get shot, what's going to happen to it? <laughs> well, it's going to go boom. So, I mean, yeah. that's why the martyrdom fits in, I think. For me, martyrdom would be my lifesaver. I mean, it's kind of like I'm kind of like with uh, Coach over here. That's about the only way I'd get my kills, too. Well, it's a fun, yeah, certainly a, a perk that we understand, but it's, you know, why, why, or, and, and another one, real quick, if, uh, is why when you had the last stand, I understand that one, you could lay somebody yeah. out and they could shoot you with a pistol. Yeah. yeah. And it would take, takes a half a second as they're falling, they're invincible. Um, and then worse, it's on game based on kill streaks. If somebody else pops that dude after you laid him out, he gets the kill. They changed it on one of them to where that would be the assist instead of the kill. But you know, these are things that require or like these quick snipers or whoever. You know, this is you can't talk Call of Duty without a quick sniper that kind of basically <laughs> cheat the mechanics of the game to use the, t- the take take advantage of the auto targeting um, with their rifles. And where they just pull up and shoot so they can kill you up close across the map with one shot. But they'll complain about somebody using a shotgun that'll kill you with one shot. But they have to be within five feet of you, you know. And so it, it they don't like the shotgun because, well, that ain't fair. I can't quick snipe as much or, you know, whatever. There's, But these people that stream or these people that are world champions at Call of Duty, they're going to impact the game they're like lobbyists you know for the government <laughs> whoever has the most money can get things done but it impacts the entire community entire civilization and uh this entire gaming ecosystem you're changing my shotgun just because you didn't want to account for it and change your strategy the way that the game was supposed to be played we are forced to play it your way you see what i'm saying yeah i think it, where it probably came from originally are these guys that i think it was some kind of like trophy or something where there's always that one guy running around killing everybody with a knife. That's great. But it's you're guaranteed to die if you're killing somebody with a knife and they have martyrdom, you know? <laughs> well, it, it, it pretty much eliminated that get play it. style. You can't kill them and then teabag them. That's probably what happened to it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can, you can kill them and run off. That, I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare might be where teabagging started. I think Halo did. <laughs> so, uh, it, started, it started in Halo. Uh, <laughs> but it's perfected in Call of Duty because you didn't have that armor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you want something, yeah. But, um, 
But anyway, that's an interesting thing about Call of Duty, uh, that they changed these things, uh, and they're trying to adapt it. And, you know, the Death Streaks, I think, was a great audition. I think that's probably the best way to do it. You get the best of both worlds. And if you're, you know, you're dying constantly, you at least get a better perk. You'd have to die like three times to get martyrdom. Then after you, of course, you use it, it's, uh, it's over. You got to wait. You got to die three more times if you want it. But anyway, man, that I, I think that is a great game. And for for whatever reason, whether it's relevant, whether they just simplified, it, it's just simple, man. I think that's why there's something to be said for that. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to go, man. Maybe I could use this. Maybe I should use this loadout. Maybe I should really bog down. It's enough to keep you keep it fresh. Well, that- you don't have 20 attachments for every gun. Yeah. And, and you have to level up the gun for it to be worth using. That was what discouraged me in the, the latter games was, say I got sick of using a assault rifle. I want to switch to sniper rifle. Well, you got to start <laughs> off with like the weakest one yeah. that, that won't even kill somebody with one shot. <laughs> just just make it where everybody's using the same guns. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't reward the the grinders yeah if you grind out then you get that one shot sniper you shoot somebody in the foot it'll kill them and you and you're just starting off and you got that one you got to shoot two to the chest and one to the head to get a kill while they're running and jumping and that's another thing when people jump around jumping. these corners oh i hate that that's i hate that more than anything or whatever they like they, they'll jump and then lay prone and shoot and just, just happen to kill you and they think that helped that's yeah. what's so annoying. Obviously, because I ducked down and jumped up real quick, he, and he was shooting over my head. Jumping, low prone. One of my favorite <laughs> things to do is tomahawk. Go back and look at this tomahawk video I put on the Hollywood Cole YouTube, and it's got all. It's oh, got gosh. the. It's so got Black awesome. Ops, Black Ops Two, and then the mod, and then World War Two. For just nothing but cool tomahawks. Me and uh, Rev did, but mm-hmm. my favorite. I mean, I will I will die ten times in a row just for this to happen. Is when somebody sees you and they do that dive towards you to try to get them, and you throw a tomahawk and square them right in the forehead, and they die before they hit the ground. As you try to do this cool move, and you just got embarrassed. And now that I got the power of a game capture card, it's going on YouTube for the world to see with your name bold. And I'm going to zoom in on that forehead. Oh, it's going to be great! I'm so ready for this. So let me let me I want to I want to ask you something else too because you know there's so there's one other gameplay in the um in the whole Call of Duty series that we hadn't brought up yet and it's the zombies yeah. and like is that something that also brings you to it because I know us playing with um some of our people on, on in our clan they they were like you know uh, I forget which war version it was it was during when we were all when we were me uh, when me and Hollywood were hardcore into D1 and I remember um, culinary kid saying oh I can't wait till zombies come out you know it's coming out it's in the next release and yada 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 just pumping it up talking so much about it I mean what, what's 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 really the the the, the I'm draw to that, culinary I mean. kid I forgot about culinary kid. He was cool. I don't like it. That just goes back to that realism thing. <laughs> like I like a game like Last of Us, I like, you know, like The Walking Dead I like, but that is just it's an alternate universe, you know. When you just try to interject zombies into my modern, you know it was relatable go- at first and now it's Yeah. Now I got fifteen hundred zombies. It just it, it doesn't do it for me in uh, the call of du- the call of duty world. 
there's a lot of, uh, you know, that came out at World at War. That was the first zombie. And um, that one we played a little bit. And um, it only got more complex from there. And there's a whole culture of people that play Call of Duty just for the zombies. And I am not one. And it's just essentially for me, it's just the late, the new ones are so complicated that it's like, I don't want to invest the time in, in a game that you really can't. Well, now you can win them. Um, you can you can escape, but they're super complicated. But back then, you know, you, I don't like a game where you, you can't really win. You just see how what level you get to and die. And, oh, I got to level 100. Great. I got to 80. Man, that, you know, that, how hard are those 20 levels to get to? I, I have no idea. Pretty hard, I guess. I mean, it, it seems like you had to level up like independently of your your game character that you had you did yeah. built up, and you had to uh, you had to level up your guns, and you had to know. I mean, you had the best enough time to know, you know, where this gun is. Where am I going to upgrade this gun? And where am I going to go to this little, you know, basically what is it called? Like a little uh, care package chest or something that pops open, and you get some kind of special gun, and you level that thing up, and it's literally. Like a, what was that gun? Like the P ninety or something from, uh, yeah. you know, the World War Two. That's just super fast, but now it has like light bulbs on it that are purple and gas go, tubes and going in, <laughs> shooting red pink lasers and chewing up zombies. You're like, what oh, happened wow. to this game? <laughs> well, I, I can't relate to that. But so it's basically uh, like Halo inside of Death and kind of Call of Duty. It yeah. sounds like. I was trying to call in a laser strike from the satellite to come down and kill all wow. the zombies in World War Two. <laughs> I just, I just, I want consistency, and it's obvious that they were just trying to milk every little bit of potential customer they could out of one package, and I guess it worked because they kept doing it. Well, let's talk about this uh, new one coming out while we got a little bit of time here. Um, they're re-releasing. Well, no, excuse me. They're re-releasing the title, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. That's the title of it. it comes out October twenty fifth, October twenty fifth. Um, and it's going to have all your old characters, right? It's not a remake. It's a brand new series. And, um, I'm ex- and it's going to be relevant again. It's going to be, uh, we can say relevant uh, 500 times on this podcast, but it's going to be, uh, you know, current military, um, gear, current military guns, just stuff that, you know, I guess you can feel like you're, you know, a recon Marine in the military or an SAS agent in her majesty's, uh, military. But, um, Stuff like that. One of the things that they've done in the story mode, I don't really know a lot about. I'm sure it's going to be epic, though. I mean, I, you know, they always are. I'm a little disappointed they took out the story from Black Ops 4, which I never bought. Uh, I didn't I, either. I would have bought it if it had a story. Um, uh, and then we'll, we're going to have to get into the Battle Royale because this new game has it. Oh, that's um, right. Black, o- Black Ops 4, didn't Yeah, that's right. It was just multiplayer. They, they, they cut the story out just to have this battle royale. Um, so disappointed a lot of fans, but uh, I don't even consider it like a call. I mean, I don't know. It's just this, this, the, you know, whatever. We already talked about that. The story's awesome. All right. So I don't know a whole lot about the new story, but like I said, it's going to be epic. It's got the old school. It's got Captain Price. It's probably going to have soap in there. Uh, that was your character. Um, but anyway, we'll talk a little bit about the multiplayer stuff and see what you guys' take on this. One thing that they're adding that I do like is the uh, the gun mechanics okay? So you have a gun. Let's say you got an AK forty seven. Well, you got uh, attachments: the barrel, the the stock, the clip, the you know light, all these different different attachments. Even the the size of the round, the caliber of the round. 
Um, so you can take that AK-47 and turn it with a short barrel and no stock into a uh, AK-74U. You can turn it into an RPD with a heavy heavy machine gun by adding a longer barrel, a, a thicker um, you know clip, and you know a stand on it, and all. So you can shape these guns and make them. And so they add, that it's not just cosmetic. It's the amount of power. So maybe you move slower. It's aim faster down the sight. So maybe, uh, you know, it jumps a little bit more. You know, it's, it's all these cost-benefit analysis. You got to do these uh, pros and cons for each piece. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? Do you think that will be a good addition? I think it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I do too. The, the gunplay in Call of Duty has always been awesome. Yeah. Like you, you take a you take a uh, an AR – you can pretty much just send one round right after the other. Barrel doesn't move. You pick up that AK, it, that it's hopping. You know, it, it's just climbing. It, it's it's a it's a huge round. To think about shooting a, a round that you deer hunt with on fully automatic, <laughs> you know, it's it's brutal. But but the, but they they um and even back then, back in 07, it was it was so. There was so much uniqueness to each gun. Yeah, like it, it's it's so lazy to just make a a Beretta different skin. Act just like just like a forty five, you know, just yeah. different graphics. But they really put some effort into it. So I'm I'm anxious to see how far it's it's come. Yeah, to this point, that uh, Beretta has a. Uh, I used to run with that Beretta with the silencer off, and I was like, you can leave that silencer on. It doesn't hurt the uh, you know power of it, but the way that it sounded. It sounded just like, because that's, that's the military issue for Air Force officers, um, you know, if you deploy or whatever. But um, it sounds just, it feels and sounds just like that. And we had just got done shooting it. And uh, cause I just got in in 06 and we just got out of OTS in 07. And we, that's when it came out. And I just love that. So they put a lot of time into that, into those guns. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Sig got the new contract. Yeah, I think you're right. What's up, Clear? Well, from from a from a non Call of Duty player standpoint, you know, it sounds like that's an interesting twist to the game. You know, to add something like that where you have those modifications, for me, I don't know if that's enough to make me want to play. Oh no! Well, I got a whole list here. Let me check this off the list. Well, then, le- then let's start yeah. checking them off the list. So uh, the latest ones had uh, score streaks. Which I do like. I I like that. I think this is a file. They went back to kill streaks, to where you get a kill, you get a point, you know, and you got to get three kills, and and you get your UAV versus your score streak. We you know with your score streaks, if you got an assist, it at least counted for something. Assist counts for nothing if you're doing kill streaks, or capturing a flag counts for nothing. They might add a, uh, they might give you a point for that. But far as we know now, I think it's just you just it's just back to kill streaks, and they they justified it by saying. That well, it just keeps people from overthinking. You know, you know, like exactly where you stand on your um, where you're at with your kill streaks. You don't have to go, oh, if I go capture this and then I get one assist or I pick up what you know what I'm saying. But I never thought that. I just tried to kill anyway, <laughs> you know, and tried yeah, to capture objectives player, anyway. Yeah, from a player from my standpoint, 
I, I would prefer the score based versus the kill streak. The kill streak is gonna, you know, I, I'm I get assist, I capture the flag. I mean, when you see me playing PvP on Destiny Two and it's playing Control or Iron Banner, I'm the one that's getting nine, ten, twelve captures a game versus you know maybe ten or twelve kills. You know, I'm not getting a ton of kills, whereas you know most people are getting four, thirty, forty kills. I'm getting more of the captures and doing that. I'm kind of more of the capture and assist type player versus the full out getting the kill player so for me that that's a turn that's another turn off there for me yep see it won't do you any good i I think one place they could improve on it is if they didn't let the kill streak add to your kills you know it's like i like that though if you're doing an airstrike and you immediately kill 10 more people that just gives you another kill i like that man it just because you can stack your kill streaks for your advantage they they did that in call of duty 2 modern warfare 2 and they stopped it later. Um, but that was so fun because you get the chopper gunner, and then I got the nuke one time, and uh, but I stacked my kill streaks for UAV or then like a, you know, a hellfire missile or whatever, and then the chopper gunner. And so I'm just mowing folks down, and I was like, dude, I was telling Rev, he was playing with me. I was like, dude, I got like 20 kills, man. I'm on the chopper That's gunner. Right. He said, where are you at? I'll guard you. And he just stood around me and just laid waste. Uh-huh. They knew where I was because they got killed by the chopper gunner. Well, you still see the chopper gunner, but they can still see. Somehow they seemed to know because they kept coming to me in the corner and Rev was laying them out and you get 25 kills and get the nuke. And guess what? That's back in the new one. They're going to have the nuke again. If you go 25 and 0, you get the nuke, blows up everybody, game over. And I think that's a cool addition. But uh, I, I actually like that. I mean, I could see it both ways, but uh, that just lets me stack my kill streak and then that's- I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not just, just racking up a high score. I'm actually going for another event. When I'm doing it's a good. Trip. It's good when you're on top. Yeah, definitely. I had one of those uh, forty and one, forty and two runs. That jeez, that, that controversial game, you know, where you had to go into the mall as a Russian oh, and yeah, just that, kill civilians. Now it's in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. But that, that could have been done without that. But that I remember that was the, that was the game where like, I. Uh, like who's gonna that. buy that game though? And then they lock uh, this next mission. It gives you the option. This next mission is pretty controversial. Would you like to skip it? Oh, absolutely. If it's controversial, <laughs> I mean, you don't know what you don't know what it. Is. They don't give you a hint or anything. Like, oh, you're gonna be shooting people up in the airport. And I don't want to do that. You know, they don't tell you that. They just say it's just controversial. So of course, just out of curiosity, you're gonna click it. But um, they say they're do saying. See, do you see where? Go. I was gonna say where at Walmart. Pulled all their violent video games off the shelf. Oh, don't but even. They still, but they still sell guns. <laughs> so guns aren't violent. It's not the guns that are making people do it. But okay, so we're getting all off the track. Yeah, I don't even. Well, yeah, I don't even get in, get into that. Clear's doing a. Have some, doing have a some, I have some thoughts uh, on that whole video game and violence thing. You're doing a fireside chat on it, aren't you? Uh, yes, sir. I am. I'll probably record that tomorrow. All right, we'll save that for the fire. You can save that for the fireside chat. So anyway, so this one, um, they're saying they all you've heard it a million times. Boots on the ground, boots on the ground. Well, they're saying this one's going to play a little bit slower, probably more like the old one. Obviously, slower than the ones where you just burst into the air and you're doing all this jumps and running on walls, uh, which is going to be. I think that's better. I play better that way. But they say it does kind of encourage not you know camping camping because of one big thing they took out and uh, I want your guys' opinion on this and it's a very uh, well let's get your opinion on it before I tell you what everybody's opinion is they took out the mini map on multiplayer 
So you don't know the map, which you will eventually learn, but you don't know where your, your people are. So you can't see if somebody's behind you watching your back or whatever. You can see through walls now and see outline of your people if they're close. Uh, not, not the bad guys, but, uh, you know, your own teammates. So you can get an idea. Uh, I think that's the way hardcore has always been with no map. And I didn't have a problem with it. I liked it, actually. But yeah. uh, there's everybody is saying and this is just, you know, they, they can always put it back in. You, the only way to get it is you can have a personal UAV where only you can see it based on a kill streak. That's two kills if you have hardline, three if you don't, or a just like, a standard UAV that everybody can see. I, I, I like that. I, I think like it's going to be uh, good, but but everybody's complaining about it. I, so uh, I, I guess I'm going to be with it. Everybody complaining about it. I love my mini map on my PvP games. I love seeing mm-hmm. where the blueberries are. Because then that way I know, okay, if I've got some blueberries over here, I know to stay away from that area, I'm probably going to get gacked if I go over there. Um, But also, too, it allows me to say, okay, I mean, also, too, it allows me to say, okay, well, here are my clan mates or my teammates that I'm playing with. Here's the formation. They're running this way. I just died. I respawned. Here's where I need to get back to. And I can see it on my mini map. And I like how Destiny did their mini map. And I hate to bring that up, but it's, it's the one that I, it's the only game I play like hardcore PvP in, and um, theirs is just you see blue dots and it's like a circle and it's a grid that te- that kind of gives you a little bit of a distance idea, but it's not the actual map, so you can't see the map layout. And so I really like what they did there because you at least know okay if I go this direction I'm gonna run into a bunch of blueberries, or if I go to this direction I'm gonna catch up with my clan mates. So, I mean, I yeah. like that form and having no mini map at all kind of takes that away because until you get close to them, you don't know that they're there. I, I think where it comes from, or probably originally their thought process was not everybody's going to have chat, you know, not yeah. everybody's going to have headphones and a mic. But in reality, if you're in a assault team, you're going to know where each other is. You know, everybody's not going to be running blind. And I, I kind of like it from that perspective. But it's like Clear was saying, I mean, it, I like to go where the people are not. And if I know everybody's on the left side and I'm trying to run up there to get somebody and I just pull up and there's a bunch of my dudes just hanging out. And I'm like, man, ain't nobody over here. I need to run over to the other side. Or they that's what kind of the problems that people are running into. Um, and, you know, that encourages you to just post up because you don't know if somebody's going to come behind you since you don't see your 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 buddies behind you, if even if they are. And then another one, uh, think about this for people that play uh, Domination or any type of objective game, you don't know if the spawns have flipped. So you'll run all the way back to A and nobody will be there because, oh, they flip spawns on you. That's all your your team has just spawned there and run off. And you know, you're there trying to defend it and you know, or just go back capture it and they spawned or what you know, whatever. You just don't know where the spawns have flipped and you're running over there thinking you're gonna get into something and you're not. It just slows the gameplay down. So um, I don't know about that. I mean, it's just going to depend. I think I'll like it. I don't think it's as big as a deal to me as it is. It seems to be very rest. I played team deathmatch anyway. Um, but um, yeah, and everybody's still, all the YouTubers are still at least being honest saying, you know, it's just one of these maybes. Maybe it'll be great. We don't know for sure, but it's definitely everyone out of the hundred something YouTubers that were invited to Activision's playthrough. They all had that exact same complaint. I like kill confirmed. 
I mean, I like what uh, I like what Coach said. You know, it, it, it the realism is is you're going to know where your teammates are when you're going on a strike. You know, I mean, you got realism there. You're not going to have a mini map unless you have some kind of really super high tech gear in real life. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, it it, it it's that realism thing again. He's saying the mini map takes the place of people that don't have a mic so Cubs. that you'll know yeah. you know what i'm saying it kind of represents that i know where my guys are as if well, they said, were telling I mean, me he said it both he was saying it both ways too though uh, at least that's okay. what i interpreted from what he was saying you know the the realism if you're on yeah, a strike uh, team uh, you know yeah and say hey i'm over yeah. here by this crate all right dude i mean i don't know where that is you know i'm down here by the fountain i know okay that is, <laughs> i mean, I mean it will, everybody will eventually learn the maps and so that's when i think it might not be that big a deal once you learn the maps and and you got to keep in mind that's the way they're designing the game as not just for the please appease everybody's first you know few days of playing it's for a long game the end game right what we talked about if they, yep. if they keep doing uh kill, the kill confirm that's my favorite format to play because you get more experience for picking up the dog tags of the people you kill. Yeah. If you can't see if there's a bunch of red dots around well, it. That's a know, good point too. Yeah, you can't even see on the mini map where the tags are now. Yeah, it, it'll you de- you definitely have to be the one getting the kill or you're never going to find them. Well, so here's a here's something funny that you might hear me if you, that clear will be surprised that I say uh that I, let me preface it. They got finishing moves now, which is pretty oh, cool. You rush, you run up behind somebody, and dude, you just murk them in the most embarrassing way. And I guarantee they're going to have a tea bag animation for a ninety nine <laughs> cents that you can buy. You know, something that like that. They're going to have microtransactions <laughs> that gonna that are going to give you. Oh yeah finishing moves i mean they're brutal and it's embarrassing it's almost embarrassing as getting tomahawked but not quite um mm-hmm. but i mean it's uh you know those those that i could see microtransactions there you actually get some value it's not cosmetic but it doesn't give you an advantage you know so that's uh i think that's a good business plan if they do that believe it or not probably have something like scorpion ripping your head out with your spine so yeah one of them is an axe or a hatchet, so he comes up and like hits him on the shoulder. And he turns, then he comes down and hits his leg, and then comes back down on top of him. And I'm sure they're going to have you know some type of Spartan 300 finishers. You know, they have, one dude has a machete, and he just there's going to be some pop culture references at some point for some cool finishers, some Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger type of deals. You know, I would as almost la- be as long as you're not as long as you're not immune while you're doing it. You know, I'm gonna kill you while you're while you're catch a tomahawk, <laughs> catch that animation. So, <laughs> I'm shaking my head at Hollywood for two reasons: one, the microtransaction reason, and two, the finishers. So, th- th- I don't know if Hollywood knows this or not, but Destiny Two in Shadowkeep is also introducing finishers in theirs as well. And I got to saw a glimpse of some finishers oh, on one that, of the well, videos they just posted. Yeah, it used to be Activision. But uh, Destiny 2 is also introducing finishers in theirs. And I'm just like, dude, that's just, it's just, it's just cheesy and corny. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the way that they're doing it because basically the way he, 
they presented it, it was like, okay, here's your finisher. You get the um, he was fighting some cabal uh, infantry guy and basically got him down to low health and came up and did a melee to him. And when he did the melee, it was like a special looking finisher. It pulled the camera back and like knocked the dude's head off or whatever. And I was like, really? That's what we're gonna. That's that's a finisher. That's how you. It's like no, you know, tie it in with the supers Cliche. or something if you're gonna do that. I mean, uh, the the finishers here might work better because it's the finishers here work behind him because it embarrasses somebody else. That's the reason. If it's a if it's just in a PVE environment, it doesn't really do anything. It's just it is cheesy and corny, as you said, but. Yeah, these PvP these finishers are probably be in the PvP environment as well, but you know, Destiny's so heavy split both ways, you know. Yeah. So it's just like I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of iffy on finishers. I mean, like I could see where in the Call of Duty area, it, it could probably be, you know, like you said, an embarrassment to the other person because you yeah, basically that's the whole if you point sneak of up on him and he doesn't know you at all. You rip his head off, you know. I mean, that's you know, that's kind of a well, don't be a fool, you know, don't be slipping. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's kind of the whole point of the Call of Duty is to um, that's that's the purpose of Call of Duties in multiplayer is just to embarrass the other people, particularly guys that either quick snipe or think they're really good at the game, or spend a lot of money on the game. So tomahawks are a great way to do that. Finishers will be another way to do that, um, and uh, I think. That's just that's the fun to me. I mean, I, you can go get an assault rifle and try to get your best loadout and get the best kill streaks, and I'll do that sometimes, and it is fun. But at some point, you know, you're not going to match the best players. You just don't play enough. You know, these guys play forever, and so you just now you get the tomahawks out. You get something that can you can embarrass them, and we just laugh so hard. So uh, that's well, the I'll fun part. Be the, I, could def- I could definitely be the one for you to, if, that you want to try out all your finishers on because I definitely, if I play <laughs> the game, that's about the best. That's about the best thing I can do for you. Is, is hey, let me. St- I'll stand right here. You can pull your finisher on me. What, one thing I've noticed, I've forgotten about since I played Modern Warfare today was putting out your claymores. Claymores are so like n- noob friendly that they don't even let you get them anymore. That's <laughs> and, true. Oh my gosh. You, you, you got to be like, you got to be like level 70 <laughs> with max everything else before you can even get claymores because it's so easy to kill people yeah, with them. At least in the World War II, the bouncing Bettys, you could duck down and avoid and get around it if you were quick enough. If you heard it pop off, you could just lay down. Yeah. And but um they're bringing them back on the new one. Um so you'll have those and so another thing that they're kind of doing is the maps. You know, there was that three lane BS that everybody did uh all the different maps. You either go left, right or up the middle and all you had to do was just guard those ch- choke points. Just boring. Mm-hmm. Um and now they're bringing back like the old school one, which is part of the modern warfare fun factors that you can find good spots to get and uh hold down and is that unfair? They think that that kind of adds, like if somebody snipes you from the top of a tower, what are you going to do? Your objective, you just kind of created some type of mini objective now in your mind. I've got to go take this dude out. He's not going to sit there and snipe me or snipe my team as opposed to just. You'll have a Claymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, put, I'll go up there and snipe him and then get up there and wait for him to try to come back. I love doing that. When I find a camper spot, dude, I love camping that spot for him just for the sole purpose that he can't get up there. I don't care how many kills I get. <laughs> it's just I'm a jerk on these games. It's just so fun to me. They got a 357 now. It's awesome. 
I can't, you know, a 357, man. It's like my, I got a 357 in, in real life. It looks just like it. So you know what I'm going to be rolling with because it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get all my real guns loaded out and then name my guy Marcus oh and then I'm going to be good. Uh, to go. uh, but it's the realism. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, so a couple of new modes. There's different game types. I won't get into all of them, but there's a, a couple of new realism mode. It's like the hardcore where there is absolutely nothing on your screen. Nothing. Um, I think you can pull up a UAV radar. I would assume so. But even the kill streak that you get, there's like a little white dot that pops up. Just let you know that you got one of your kill streaks. Um, and so, and they also have a night vision game mode to where I have two, two uh, versions of the map. One that is a night vision version. So you have to use your night vision. You see the lasers, uh, you know, from the, from the, you can't look down the sights either. You kind of turn your gun to the side and you got to just follow the laser to where you're going to shoot somebody. So it's an interesting change. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, they got doors now that use so many different ways you can enter the door. And I've heard that it's super loud. So if you're trying to sneak around, you just, you can just barge through the door and you can hear it like four buildings down. If you just blast through it, you can open it up normal. You can hear it two buildings down. It's wow. kind of the analogy the guy used. Or you can open it up real slow and go in or you can open up through a flashbang close it and then open it up there's all kind of things you can do uh so you can tell that the gameplay is starting to get slowed down a little bit which i think is good um they got a uh let me go over some of these kill streaks real quick that i like that it came back they're going to have chopper gunner they're going to have the ac-130 gunship they're going to have a juggernaut i already talked about the nuke they're obviously going to have i'm not going to go into every one of them some of them you understand care packages they're going to have they're going to have the A-10, which is my favorite one in Black Ops 2. That's my favorite one. I run with that one every time. And then they're going to have something that's interesting. It's white phosphorus. Um, that's called Willie Pete in the military circles. Uh, Willie and, Pete. <laughs> yeah, because it's WP. And it's illegal. You can't use it because it burns so hot. You've seen it on um, uh, We Were Soldiers. Where they throw that white phosphorus grenade on that troops on that little platoon that gets cut off, and it goes into his skin, and it's a hot piece of metal that you cannot cool down. It will never cool down. It just it burns itself up. So they cut it out of his face. That's the only way to get it to stop. It's just going to keep burning until you cut it out of your face. And now uh, they still have it, but you use it for sighting in target. You know, if you're a mortar mortar fire uh, artillery guy in the army, you can use it to sight in your artillery because uh, it's a big smoke. But, um, you know, you're not supposed to use it in combat, but you can use it on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Drop it from a plane. White phosphorus everywhere. So we'll <laughs> see what that uh, what that does. When you're talking about the doors, that that reminded me of something that playing uh, Modern Warfare earlier today, it's frustrating when you have, when you can interact with certain aspects of the environment. Like, yeah, there'll be three doors and only one of them you can open. It's just <laughs> like the other ones are just there like a rock. Just, you yeah. can't. And, and I know it'd be hard to make it. I guess Grand Theft Auto did a pretty good job of that, making the entire environment interactive. Yeah. But um, that, trying to find the right door to make Captain Price like get in his neo position and open it for Well, you. this is the multiplayer, yeah, but they you know they uh they're doing a thing to where they're trying to get rid of this simplicity simplicity. Uh and that's probably the wrong word. They're bringing some of that back, but like let's for example, they use the example of 
they're going to add some places that you're really going to have to know about and really try to explore to get to. I mean, in other words, there's going to be value in a clan that just jumps on a map and just goes exploring. Where can we stand? Where can we jump to? How far can we jump? Can we find any these unle- these ledges that would otherwise be unreachable? Um, there's a lot of value there uh, because they're going to add that. Like, you know, the, the, the previous Call of Duties, you know, you would see a crate and then a low low rising balcony and then a window or something. You, you know that that's there. That crate's just in front of that window so you can climb up and get up there. It's real obvious, but it's not going to be obvious here. Supposedly, that's what they're saying. They're bringing that back. So, you, you know, you might not know you can get up there, which is fun. I mean, eventually everybody will know. But um, anyway, so uh, some of the some of the things they're doing, they have a, a 6v6 mode, a 10v10, a 20v20 and even a 64 oh, wow. ground war. Right. But my favorite, which I'm really going to like, I think, is either going to be a 6v6 or they got a 2v2 mode. That's pretty cool. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, the smaller map, 6v6, and SOCOM was 8v8, but um, that's my type of style. You can it just seems that it's just not so much to digest. You can actually use a little strategy um, with a smaller ones. And you've seen the 6v6. I believe that you can resurrect the guys. I'm maybe just be a game mode, but I've seen the gameplay where if somebody goes down, you can uh, resurrect them or whatever. But uh, you know, and you're did you say there was a 64? player match yeah 64 ground war yeah like a it's like a so, battle so royale. basically trying to have a battle royal okay yeah yep exactly so uh beta this is another thing <laughs> so the beta is coming out next month in september uh please if you have if you pre-order the game you can play it on the 12th and the 13th but only if you have a playstation 4 all right 14th and 16th it's an open uh open to all playstation 4 owners so 12 through the 16th if you own a playstation 4 you can play it if you pre-ordered it all right and then xbox early access for xbox and pc comes out the 19th and 20th that's only for early access if you pre-order and then open to all on the 21st so unless you have a playstation if you have an xbox like weed doc and he doesn't pre-order he gets to play the beta one day the 21st if you're a pc player that didn't pre-order you play it one day if you're a PlayStation owner, you play it for seven days. So, dude, PlayStation's killing it, man. I mean, they got these exclusive deals. They got, uh, I mean, if these are big blockbuster games that, I mean, why would you not want to have a PS4? You know? Mm. Yeah. So, sucks for Xbox. I mean, you got to do something, man. I'm so, I'm so, I'm just so, so iffy on those whole exclusive things like that. I mean, just, yeah, I knew. It, it's, I don't want to get into it. It's just, I just want to say I'm just so iffy about it. it just, it's kind of frustrating because it, it, it okay. just limits play. Grains and pockets. Somebody's, it is. I mean, but, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like the exclusivity either. Uh, but, uh, if you got a PlayStation, you don't have to worry about it. I know, <laughs> That's but, the way uh, I look at it. It is going to be cross-platform, so you can have an Xbox and be the only Call of Duty, the only Xbox in the world, and have Call of Duty, and you still can play with everybody else. It is cross-platform play. Just for the betas, you're not going to be able to play. And that's that's just kind of weird. Why is it like that? Hey, let me pay you a little extra just to have the beta uh, on PlayStation 4 for four days earlier, and you're only going to open it to all on the 21st. Now, I understand you stagger the systems because you want to work in the cross-play during the beta test slowly. But, um, yeah, so, but Xbox and, P- and PC don't even get near the beta time that PlayStation 4 gets. 
So is the crowd the cross platform? You said that's going to be the whole time, or only during during the beta? You mean, or the whole time during the actual game? It'll be cross platform, yeah. And during the that, beta, that that's that's pretty revolutionary. I don't think anybody's done that yet. Yeah, they're all starting to do it. Fortnite started it. Now yeah, everybody has to, to do it. it. Yeah, but um, PlayStation PlayStation was the last holdout on that. Yeah, you can find out more about uh, this coming up in uh, Monday, the nineteenth. If I get this out before then, which I should, uh, on GamesCon, uh, more about the COD. The, the, everybody's going to learn a bit more about that. A lot of people know about the multiplayer, where everybody's assuming this is going to be more about the the, uh, the story, because I couldn't find a whole lot about the story. Um, but anyway, the multiplayer is going to have a lot of good things. I I like everything so far. They're going to have a throwing knife. I've seen that. That looks great. Um, but so expect a lot of videos from Hollywood Cole, my channel at least, because <laughs> I just love, I've been having a lot of fun with this. Any cool kill, your name is going up there. So don't let Hollywood Cole find you on that battlefield. It'll make you, it'll make you famous. So, so you bring up something real quick. Uh, do you have the dates on GamesCon? Yeah, the 19th of August. The 19th so of Monday. August when it starts. Yeah, because yeah. it's all over in Germany. So it'll, time will be different and all that for us for watching it. Okay, um, but anyway, man, that's uh, that's kind of all I got on that new one, and there's a lot of stuff going around. Big blockbuster game, so it's fun to get on here and talk about the comparisons of those two. But I, I mean, whether you love or hate Call of Duty, I think everybody would agree that uh, the Modern Warfare is one of the the better ones. So. Yeah, that, that it's it's a good a good thing that the the story hadn't leaked out because you know it yeah. you know it's going to be good. Oh yeah, and I just—I'd rather go in totally blind than yeah. already have expectations. Which I won't watch anything else about it, man. I, I mean, after the, I just looked at this stuff for the uh, for this review, but um, or for this just you know whatever you want to call it news, but preview. Um, yeah, this preview. So uh, I would like to be surprised with this kind of stuff too. Even the kill streaks, I like to just learn as I'm as I'm doing them sometimes. But um, yeah. But anyway, you guys got anything else you want to wrap this thing up? Just just talking about the playing through that game earlier today. I remember how like my mind was blown. Like I'm just going through a mission and a mushroom cloud goes up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just just stuff like that, or like whenever Price was interrogating the the main antagonist of the game, and he just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. Yeah, it, it, it's just. I, I love that. Um, it's, it's like watching, being able to watch a movie for the first time and play a game. And I just, I, I look I look forward to that again. Yeah, it's just, you know, we didn't even get into the sniper missions and the, the AC-130 missions and all these just, you know, if I just wanted to be on an AC-130 gunner, you know, or and you got to do it and you got to feel like that's what it would feel like to some degree, you know, without being the chance of being shot down, you know? <laughs> so yeah, they, they did a, a good job of it. I'll just tell you this guys, if I do pick it up and you want any practice on your finishers or you want to practice on scoping <laughs> somebody from across the board, I'm can I your see guy. If I can shoot you with a tomahawk. Stand right there. I'm Where do I need to be to hit you with a tomahawk? <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely will be your cannon fodder. Cause I mean, well, that's I about the best I can do at that game. I'll tell you something crazy. There's this little community on YouTube of these guys that they test the guns in Wildlands, just like real guns. 
Like they, they, they step off, they step off exactly 200 yards and change attachments and watch where the bullet hits on the wall. Oh, gosh. Like they, they, oh, they, they've got the, the ballistics of a video game, but it's oh, got to the point to where it's realistic, you know? Like yeah. the, the bullet drop on a, a 308 is going to be different than, <laughs> than, than a, you know, 556. Five, that's, that's some serious, pr- uh, CPU bytes to calculate that real time <laughs> and for what, what cost benefit, you know what I'm saying? It's uh they, they say it's mostly yeah. like the, the community is mostly like ex military guys. And that's, that's all they know, you know? And after you oh, get yeah. out, if you aren't a private contractor, you want a realistic well be a game. Gun tester on a yeah. <laughs> wild, wild lands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Let's go pretend like you're still in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but all right, guys, you can find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash HNKEXP. Like us, give us a review, tell us what you think about the podcast and what you want to hear next. You can find us on, listen to the podcast on uh, on uh, any one of your favorite uh, podcast mediums by just typing the HNK video game experience, which by the way, clear, I tried to find us on PodCoin. We're not on there yet. So Yes, we are. Um, I found it the other day. I just looked for it. What did, what I, did you, I just typed in the H and K? I'll I'll send I'll send I'll send links to it. I found it. It took me a little digging to find it, but I found it. Okay, so it's like Google Play, where you, you can't just type it in. You have to have the link, which I don't understand. Some some uh, of them you have to have the link. It's a little frustrating, but yeah, I did find us on Podcoin. I did a little searching and dug it for it. Okay, yeah, send it to me because I want to get some Podcoin points if I listen to it. <laughs> but um, but all right, well, appreciate you joining us, uh, Coach. Enjoyed um, it. Yeah, it was great having you, man. Miss miss chatting to you. <laughs> yeah, always fun having you on here. Um, Got to do it more often, not wait so long next time. Anytime. anytime. But, I, can't, uh, I, can't, I can't talk much about Destiny, but... Yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well, we've talked that to death. Maybe, maybe we can jump back on that uh, that Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk Definitely about will. that once it comes Definitely. out. But. Definitely Call of Duty. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a uh, re-attack once it's out. But um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Take care. Take it easy, guys. Hot off the heels of Call of Duty 2, the Infinity War team has been developing Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. We're making a more sophisticated, deeper Call of Duty experience. Variety is the next big thing for us. We're going deep, and we're going hard. The weak man may be careful not to swirl himself in places. All in Marines stay frosty. Russians on a bad Russians.